Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the kitchen table. Yep, this is Arctic Eric, and you have found Fika with Arctic Eric. Fika, that freedom in Christ always that has been purchased for us. And may God, by his amazing grace, help us to not be yoked up with anyone or anything other than the yoke of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're continuing on the theme of you can't live in a vacuum. This will be part two, shame and serving. First this. What has washed away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And what has made me Well, hello again. The question has come about doing Christian things out of shame. Let's look at this word shame. The title of this particular podcast is Shame and Serving. And it's uh, under our head title of You Can't Live in a Vacuum. You can't live in an empty space or in a void. But we need to be filled. And we're either going to be filled with our own thoughts and other people's thoughts or we're going to be filled with God's thoughts. And God makes it clear that his thoughts are not our thoughts, but it is possible to know his thoughts. He has revealed his thoughts in the word of God. We can see that the person of Jesus Christ is the embodiment of God's love and God's thinking and God's viewing not only us, but what God has done about our sin and our shame. And of course, nothing but the blood of Jesus can cleanse us from our sin, from our guilt, and from our shame. So the shame I want to look at today is not the shame for which the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed us, but rather, I think, uh, to address the question about doing Christian things out of shame, we need to look at being shamed, being shamed by someone being uh, shamed to the point of possibly trying to be controlled or manipulated or changed through being shamed. Adam and Eve were not ashamed in the garden, but when they sinned, of course, they were separated in that wonderful relationship. And we know that we're separated from God until we repent and Jesus' blood takes away our sin and our shame and our guilt. But then there's something else that often happens. I know I come from a culture where parents will say, I am so ashamed of you. And of course, shame comes, shame and guilt come. First, the guilt from something you have done, and then the shame that you feel about who you are, the one who has done it. And the same thing is true when a parent might say, I'm so ashamed of you. How could you do something like that? But what we hear is, how could you be someone like that? When our shame is washed away, when our guilt is washed away, when we are forgiven, then that is a a, a fact, a scriptural fact, a biblical fact, and the Holy Spirit wants to make it a practical reality. 
But let's look at a different kind of shame, and that is, as I said, being shamed by someone. You know, there's a difference between blaming and shaming. When, when you're blamed about something, when you're guilty about something, that's something that you did. But shaming tells you that you yourself are something bad. That, for example, you can feel like you were a mistake, but you're not. Or shame on you, and different things like that. Listen, let's understand something, that there are situations where people use shame to cause, to attempt to cause us to have a different behavior. But that's not good. God is the one who wants to change our behavior, and he doesn't do it through shaming us. He does it through transforming us, from taking us from the vacuum and the emptiness of our own thoughts and filling us with his thoughts, his thoughts about you and about me, how he sees different things. Shaming well, it can be a technique that uh, abusive people use, sometimes to divert attention away from their own behavior and issues, by putting pressure on you, a victim, in order to maintain control. And then you're put in an impossible situation. You're feeling that, my gosh, uh, everything is wrong with me, so it's totally impossible to ever, ever measure up to the standards that are being imposed on me. So now I have to dedicate myself to attempt to make up for my felt badness. Can you see that spiral? Can you understand what happens? And unfortunately, people in all different walks who are hurting themselves, may be using this tool to cause us to do things, including to serve. Oh my, God help us. No matter what the environment is, for, hope, for, for our hope would certainly be that this isn't in a Christian context, in a group context, in a church context, that we're feeling shame and shamed and, and being shamed because our behavior doesn't measure up. And so by, by us feeling belittled, we end up hopeless. And, and we try, but yet we know it won't be good enough because the problem is us. We're, we're not good enough. But listen, that's a lie. Christ has purchased you with his blood. He has forgiven you of all guilt and all shame, and he wants you to live shame-free. Listen, when the Holy Spirit comes and convicts you of something, of course you repent, and for a moment you'll feel shame until you know my shame, my guilt was put on the cross of Jesus. But if someone is causing you to feel shamed, is shaming you, even if it, quote, is for your best, it can never be for your best. So, of course, a Christian like anyone else can try to serve through shame, through feeling shame, through, through trying to gain acceptance. But as I said, it's a horrible spiral. 
You, shame is you're not good enough. Not just what you've done wrong, but you, the one who is the doer of it. May God help you today to, to avoid at all cost anyone who is shaming you, anyone who is trying to manipulate you, no matter what the reason is. God's means are good because God is good. God uses encouragement, comfort, exhortation, the Holy Spirit, Scripture, the Word of God in order to transform us and change our character and our behavior. God does not put it upon us to change ourselves, much less put guilt and shame on us to change us. God says today, look at the Lamb. Look at the Lamb who takes away the sin of the world, the guilt of the world, the shame of the world. Flee to the one who forgives you and never shames you. Run from those who are shaming you and trying to control you. Don't eat bad food. Don't hang around people who serve it. Oh my, it's so good to have you here at the kitchen table. I see again that the time is running oh so quickly. You know, I know you're busy. I know that these nine to ten minutes are, are part of your life. Your life, which is a gift to you from God. And that you're willing to take a part of your life and give it to conversation here at the kitchen table. Wow, that is humbling indeed. I trust today that if you're suffering from being shamed, if you feel shamed, that, that God will intercede and intervene and give you the grace and strength to know that God loves you and he's at work in you and that those who are attempting to, to bind you and manipulate you and control you and change you, that you need to forgive them and you need to stay away from them. Spend time with those who are filled with the Spirit of God and living in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 1 and 3, that they are encouraging you and comforting you and exhorting you in the things of God. Well, time is gone. I want to say God bless you today. Good day.